I Do Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. We're very excited to introduce our guest today, Kimberly Seltzer. Hi, Kimberly. Hey. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you today? Good. How are you? Great. Thank good, you. Good. Kimberly Seltzer is an image expert, therapist, and dating coach based in Los Angeles. Kimberly is the owner of Elite Image Makeovers, providing an inside-out approach to helping her clients look and feel their best through her skills as a seasoned therapist and image consultant. Kimberly has been trained by one of the top image consultants in Los Angeles, Ashley Rothschild at the Rothschild Image. She is also trained as a style coach through the Style Coaching Institute in the UK, which teaches the unique use of life coaching, NLP, and styling. Kimberly has been a keynote speaker for national matchmaking conferences, as well as marketing seminars such as Success Magnet and iDate. You can also find Kimberly's advice in the Huffington Post, Cosmopolitan Magazine, Fox News Magazine, Your Tango, The Examiner, and more. Well, we've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people look and feel their best. Thanks, guys. This is a nice intro. It's funny, when I when I hear my bio being played back, I kind of chuckle to myself <laughs> because, I mean, no, it's great, and I've had amazing experience, you know, professionally, but really what I think... I'm so passionate about doing what I do is because I've had my own journey and I've gone gone through my own transformation. And that's what really excites me about doing what I do. And I think at the end of the day, it's all about feeling good about yourself so that you attract what you want in your life. Isn't that what we all talk about? I mean, whether it's, you know, a new partner, job, sustaining a marriage, it, it, it applies to every aspect of life. And so when I work with people, that's what I do. And, you know, I used to be a therapist, and I I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek as my previous life because um, as as well as being a therapist was, and when people would come and talk to me, I felt like I was helping people, but talking was great, but action was another. And and you know as well as I do, guys, is that you know action sometimes speaks louder than words. And so when I work with people, I'm all about taking action. So, you know, we talk about things, but then what is it that we can do to empower ourselves, to empower our relationships so that it's successful and it feels good. So whether it's shopping, um, you know, coaching people live in the field and helping couples you know, being successful. That's what I'm about. Love it. And we're going to ask you a lot of actions that we can take to be successful in our relationship. (laughs) Well, our topic today is keeping your relationship alive by dating your partner. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by dating your partner? Yeah, I love, love this because, because I'm a dating coach. When couples find out what I do, they get fascinated and I've even had couples come up to me and say, Kim, 
can you help me date my partner again? And I love that because, I mean, and and I hear you guys chuckling because what happens is part of the difficulty with marriage or a long-term relationship is keeping things fresh and interesting like how they were in the beginning. And sometimes, you know, things get stale or you forget what really attracted you in the beginning. or You have to remind yourself um, of what that was about. And, you know, we get wrapped up in our busy lives. We forget to nurture the most important relationship we have. I think I think that's one of the key things. It's almost like I hate to say you want it that you take each other for granted, but you're just so comfortable with each other that sometimes that focus of each other gets lost. And so that's why having couples learn how to date each other again is really a great way to rejuvenate and strengthen that connection. What would you say some key ways are to or some key examples of ways that you can, you know, put that in action and and date your partner? Well, there's several ways. And, you know, really dating your significant other brings up memories of courtship, right? So if you think back way back when, and sometimes it's longer for some couples than others, um, memories of the courtship can really help break out of that rut of the daily life. And so using my expertise with being a therapist, a dating coach and a matchmaker and an image consultant, I help those couples kind of rediscover their mojo in four different areas. Okay, so I kind of look at these four areas as quadrants. And there's little things that I have couples look at and do that's actually very easy and fun that can really change things up. And so, you know, the first one is looking at your image. I mean, image is is huge. And I know a lot of you can think back on what you wore on your first date together. Some of you can, some of you can't. Probably women remember more than men, although men sometimes remember like a hot dress. If that, if that yeah. Bad, right? Yeah. He's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Chase, do you remember what Sarah was wearing? The night we met, I remember, but the uh, our first date i guess our official date yeah it was like a tie-dye dress it was really cool yeah. <laughs> right oh that's that so awesome sarah yeah, do you yeah. remember what chase was wearing uh oh. i'm not a fancy dresser <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty casual and some sort of shirt yeah. <laughs> oh that's so funny well the point is is that often couples get stuck in a rut after hanging out with one another, you know, and we're all, you know, everybody's guilty of it. You know, you end up in the oversized t-shirts and you get comfy on a couch, you know, sometimes couples, you know, forget to update their wardrobe or they lose their figure. You know, you guys eat a lot of ice cream together, whatever it (laughs) is. So, you know, I I tell couples, is there something that you could improve upon when it comes to your image in order to recapture the spark and kind of get your sexy back, so to speak? Yeah. So, you know, with women, um, you know, wear something that makes you feel attractive and sensual. Leave something to the imagination and surprise him. I mean, you know, there's nothing more enticing and fun than a sexy new outfit or lingerie, right? Um, Versatility is queen. If you're stuck in a rut and you're finding yourself, you know, kind of dressing the same thing over and over again for your partner, mix it up. You know, if you're always wearing jeans, put on the hot black dress. Um and update your wardrobe. And um, the thing, you know, for women on my website, if you go to EliteImageMakeovers.com and you sign up, I give a free body type but look for women. And you can tell what your body type is because a lot of times, too, you kind of forget how to dress and what your body type is. And that's a really nice way to kind of rediscover your shape, so to speak. And then men, give yourself a man over, you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I talk to men all the time. They really don't 
sometimes understand the value for women on a man dressing nice, right? I mean, Sarah, isn't it awesome when Chase dresses up and just looks nice? <laughs> it is, it is. And it's a change. He lives in his board shorts. Uh, so it's a, <laughs> there you go. It's a nice change when we go out to dinner and he dresses up. It's, he looks so handsome. Oh, <laughs> no, and see, and that's something versatile. So same rule applies, you know, if there's one thing that you're always wearing, change it up. Also update your look. You know, if you're still in the acid wash jeans and the big leg jeans that you wore in the nineties for some of our folks <laughs> or the pleated pants, get rid of them. I can't tell you how many couples closets I'll go in and I'll start with like the woman's closet and she'll whisper in my ear, can you just take a look at my husband's wardrobe <laughs> just, just a look. and it's like stuck in the 90s or you know like he hasn't gotten rid of anything from when they first met and that's where it all like kind of started yeah. <laughs> the domino effect right and then you know pay attention to your grooming and hygiene are you kind of slacking off when it comes to some of that you know take care of yourself we we, we do want that um so that's the first kind of quadrant and i know we're not we don't have a lot of time, so I'll just kind of whip through some other things. Um, you know, taking a look at your body language, your communication, and your actions, those are the other three quadrants. And there's a lot of, like, cool things that you can do in each of those areas that don't take a lot of time that can really improve things. And I don't know if you wanted me to go through that, but yeah, I, I... Yeah, go, absolutely. Go ahead and give us, a, yeah. give us one from each of those. Oh, okay, great. All right. So why don't we... Um, Go to body language. I love body language. I do a lot of, I mean, if you think about 93% of communication is nonverbal, you know, so what are you doing or not doing to convey signals to your partner? You know, remembering how you captured his eyes. So like facial expressions, both men and women can do that. Maybe there's like silence with the two of you and you, you know, one's at the computer, the other one's at the TV. You forget to just look at each other. You know, take a moment and look at each other's eyes and smile. I mean, it's so powerful. I know it sounds kind of corny. We just but just did it. <laughs> and how did it feel? It was great. Um, amazing. <laughs> right? It's like recapturing that, like, hot connection that you had non-verbally. Okay. Um, so that's like a really easy thing. Communication. Um, well, the biggest thing, and we'll talk more about this in a bit, but it's probably one of the most important things in cultivating relationship, yet m women and men sometimes just don't get what the other is saying. And you see that more and more as you live together, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you start seeing each other's languages or or the different languages. You, sometimes you almost feel like you're talking foreign language to each other. Yeah. So understanding the gender differences in communication is huge. Um, I'll just give one tip for women. Don't nag. State your needs. Men often complain of women nagging and so that they tune out. And then what do women do? They get so you know, peed off because their man's not listening to them. But to a man, if when you're nagging and, and you're using a lot of words, by the way, women use twice as many words per minute when talking. Wow. So that's why all men here is wah, 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 like from <laughs> peanuts. And then they just tune out. And that's when they go into their football game. And, you know, it's like, oh, did you say something? So women, if you can really work on not using as many words, try to, you know, use less words to describe what you're wanting from the man. And actually, it'll go a long way. Men 
conversely, be more attentive. <laughs> you know, in the courting stage, a, dating, a man is usually very attentive, right? He's courting you. But over time, that attentiveness sometimes gets lost. So, um, you know, if you're spending more time with your buddies and sports, um, try to really get back and focus and listen to your woman. And you know what? The woman doesn't necessarily want to have you fix things or offer suggestions. She just wants to be heard. So if you look at her and listen with your eyes and she feels loved and cared for and adorned and cherished, that will also go a long way. And then finally, take action and have fun. So many couples forget to have fun. Yeah. Up the routine. If you're always eating Chinese food in front of the TV, don't do it again. Sit up. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, research shows that when you do something that gets the adrenaline pumping, it can be really highly sexually charged and get like mojo back between couples. So, like going bungee jumping or going for a bike ride, you know, anything that you're get doing, you know, with Chase. I don't know, Sarah. Do you do you surf with him? I don't know. Or maybe you should try one day. I I do occasionally. Yeah, not not as often. There. But I try to be involved with his activities. I love it. I love it. See, that's that's a great, like, sexy date. You know, for him, he's going to love that you're doing that with him. It'll get kind of that adrenaline going. And then maybe after, Chase, you can do something for Sarah that she really likes, like shop. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that's great. And going back to the the body language, is there any specific tips you can give that can help with that or help them? Yeah, definitely. I didn't know how specific you wanted me to get. For instance, a body signals. When a man meets a woman he's into for the first time, his body communicates it by, um, actually, it's really interesting. He'll become fidgety, moving in a, an excited manner. You know, that excitement actually causes a man to like either pass his hand through his hair, he'll pace. Now, I'm not saying simulate that. If a man, <laughs> I'm not saying he starts pacing every time he sees you. But um, are, are there things that can that you can do to get your juices flowing? So like, you know, touching her thigh when she sits next to you at the restaurant on your next date. Um, as you walk with her, touch her lower back and try to grab her elbow to guide her through the crowd, showing that everyone that you care about her. Um, you know, things like that actually can cause him to get his blood pumping and feel that excitement again. So does that help? Is yeah, that yeah. absolutely. Uh, that's great. And it's funny how like such little things that you're talking about, but they, they really make a big difference. They do. They make a huge difference. And I, you know, as I've been talking, I don't know if you've been reflecting back on, you know, it, it's stuff that you almost forget. Yeah. You know? And then and, and then as you recall it in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, that was so cool. I mean, that's why when you meet somebody for the first time, it's so exciting and why they call it like the honeymoon between because this is all the magic that happens, all the areas that I'm talking about. So recapturing that can really, you know, kind of cause a, a surge in energy between couples. It's, it's exciting because it's something very easy to do and it can go a long way. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, recapturing that beginning honeymoon phase, but mm -hmm. just living that every day, wouldn't that be great? Exactly. But you do have to make a conscious effort. You know, we, we yeah. get, it's like, you know, have you ever been, have you ever gone in a car 
and it's a place that you always go to and you drive in the car and all of a sudden you're at your destination and you think to yourself, oh my God, I don't even remember how I got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> to me, that's kind of like what this is. You know, so next time you drive in that routine, you have to remind yourself to look out the window and be like, oh yeah, I passed this street. I turn right on that street. I stop at this stoplight. That's exactly what this is about. Yeah, no, I love it. I love the analogy. It's it's spot on. And Sarah and I, when we first started dating, and we still do, but we took some trips. And I, I always like looking back to that trip. It was in the first year that we were dating. We were traveling through uh, South America and Peru. Mm-hmm. And it really brings back like those early memories of how it felt when we were first together and, and trying to emulate that. It, I think it helps our relationship. Oh, nice. I love that. Very cool. A big part of keeping your relationship alive or dating your partner again can Mm. possibly include doing special dates or making sure you put time on the calendar for vacations. Is that something that you recommend? Always, always. I mean, and this is something that I think a lot of people say, a lot of experts and probably people have heard is that if you put it in the calendar as something that's on a regular basis, the more likely you guys are going to do it. So like when I work with singles, I create a dating calendar for them and I tell them to, you know, specifically put kind of events and different ways that they can meet people. Well, same goes for couples. If you, if you look at your calendar, you should have like a dating calendar for each other. And, and if anybody has kids, do it separate from your kids. You know, a lot, that's a whole other probably podcast, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, dating each other when you have kids is really, really important because often you get, you just do things as a family and you forget to have that one-on-one time. So yeah, no, that's really important. And what's great about vacations or putting things on a calendar is it gets you excited of things to work towards. Like you can see things in the future so that you're working on it together. It's something very cool. Vacations is really cool because you each can maybe take a role in planning that. And that's something fun to do together. Besides the specific topic of dating your partner, when you're Mm -hmm. working with other couples or even people in the dating field, is there um, a common trend or a common reason that they struggle with their image or their relationship? Well, again, I think it goes back to what I said before is that people get so wrapped up in their busy lives, they forget how to nurture the most important part of a relationship or themselves, you know, first, first off, it's always taking care of yourself. And that radiates outward, right? And when people forget to pay attention to themselves, they don't have the energy then to care for others. I always use the metaphor of, um, you know, you have a pitcher of water, and you have all these other glasses to fill. And this is especially true when people have kids or other responsibilities or jobs, right? Is that, what good are you if your pitcher is empty? You have nothing to pour into those glasses. So what happens is if you get so caught up and you don't fill that glass and do things for yourself and that you're you're not going to have time to even pay attention to others or give anything to others. And I think the other kind of offspring of that is that there becomes a lack of communication or miscommunication because, you know, you're not valuing each other's opinions. There's a lack of negotiation and compromise. And and then you're just focusing on the negative, all the things that's not working instead of work, you know, focusing on the things that are. That's great advice. 
Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our mind. Sarah, you're up. My question would be how to prevent yourself from going into maybe not a wardrobe rut, but mm-hmm. maybe an image rut of where you've been with the, your your partner for many years and it's time mm-hmm. for a makeover. How do you kind of how do you initiate that? What's the best way to know that it's time for you to have that makeover? Well, the first thing is admitting that you had a problem. <laughs> right? yeah. Isn't that anything? Yeah. Um, and the second thing is you call me. No, anyway, um, <laughs> seriously, I think that you have to pay attention to how you're feeling inside. I mean, if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, ugh, I can't stand the way I'm looking these days. Or you're looking into the, your closet and you're like, I am so over my clothes. I, I have nothing to wear. I'm so sick of wearing the same things over and over again. Um, you know, that's an indication. And or if your partner's giving you feedback about that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like looking at yourself, looking at the outside world, what kind of messages are you getting about it? And then you have to decide whether or not you're ready or wanting to do something about it. The exciting thing about changing your image or your anything that has to do with your wardrobe or outside presentation is that it's instant. I mean, there's not many things in life that are that you get that instant gratification, which is why I love doing what I do. You know, when you're in therapy or you're working on all these introspective things, it takes a while. You know, over time, you're working on things. Something with your image, th- there's nothing better than getting out of a rut or eliciting change than to change like one thing about your image. So you don't have to be overwhelmed about it. I'm not saying, oh my God, you have to overhaul your closet, get rid of everything. Although I I have done that. (laughs) I will be truthful of that. Um, And I've had ceremonies where I wanted to burn some of the clothes along (laughs) with my clients. But um, they... If you just do one thing like with a woman, I'm like, you know, try wearing a red lip you know, something that's totally outside your box and just see how you're getting reinforced. It, it's amazing what when a woman puts on red lipstick, they'll come back to me. Oh, my God, can I get all these guys talk to me and I feel so good and I felt so sexy and I want to do more. And then all of a sudden it becomes, well, let's change the earrings. And now, you know, it's a domino effect. So if you're unsure and you're just feeling like you want a little bit like a pick me up, just try one or two things that change. And then from there, you can make a plan. It makes you, you know, understand that if you feel good on the outside, you're going to feel good on the inside too. And I think that's, you know, an awesome point for our listeners to take home. Totally, totally. You know, it's symbiotic. You know, what you portray on the outside is reflection of how you feel inside. And it goes really hand in hand. So well put. Yeah. We talked about image a lot. And, and I think mm-hmm. that that's definitely brings up some good points. And another one of the areas of the quadrants was communication. Yeah. And, and we found this come up a lot in our conversations with other people. And what is one thing that couples can do to communicate better? Oh, you know, I think, I think overall, it's making I statements instead of you statements. And what I mean by that is that so often couples get stuck in the habit of saying, you make me so mad, you leave the clothes on the floor, you, 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 you. What happens is that puts the other person on the defensive and the other one shuts down. And then the whole spiral happens. I mean, this is something very simple that you guys can try to implement. An I statement would be, 
you know, I feel really frustrated when the laundry is left on the floor. You know, could you put it in the laundry basket next time? I'd really appreciate it. You know, something like that. Um, you know, being kind of corny and, and elongated, but something like that. Do you hear the difference? Absolutely. And I, I think when somebody feels like they're being attacked with something, they're going to come mm-hmm. back in a defensive manner. It's only human. So I definitely think how wording it that way can really help deal with the issue. Yeah, and it's something so simple that you can do that really could go a long way and then actually open up more ways of communicating because maybe when you say something like that, then it invites the other person to say something as well that maybe that's bothering them or, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you felt that way, recognizing your feelings. There's there's just, it become really like endless in a positive way. Yeah, I'm going to practice that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Great. So now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. Woohoo! Yeah. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond okay. with information to help us set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We okay. love it. Our listeners love it. So, Kimberly, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I love it. Yes, I am. All right. Well, what's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Well, we kind of addressed this, but one thing that's really, really great is to give at least three reinforcements a day. And what I mean by that is praise him, praise her. Again, it's really, really easy to get caught up in focusing on the things you don't like. Try focusing on the things you like. So appreciate each other, praise each other, make positive statements, you know. Um, I know I don't say it often, but I love when you cook me dinner (laughs) and say it with a little smile seductively. Things like that go a long way. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? Absolutely. If you haven't read The Five Languages of Love by Gary Chapman, it's a must. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, yes. Yeah, it's really great. And what I, what I like about it, too, is if you don't have time to, to read the whole book, there's quizzes in there to really help you learn what your language is and, and help couples. Awesome. We're getting married this year. Is mm-hmm. there any advice you would give to an engaged couple or newlyweds specifically? Yes, patience. (laughs) Patience, recognize stress. Um, When you're engaged, what ends up happening a lot of times is family issues start bubbling up that's more pronounced than you've ever been before. So they start coming to the surface and knowing how to deal with them is uber important. So, you know, you got the mother, the mother-in-law, you guys each grew up in different ways. And now you have like other people in the mix that are kind of almost not interfering with you guys as a, as a couple, but there'll be challenges in that. But just know that that's normal, have patience and communicate with each other when things are coming up so that things, you know, don't get out of hand with that. It's really important to be solid in your communication and yourselves as a couple and not let the family dynamics take over. Perfect. If you could give just one piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Well, just keep dating your partner. Yeah. <laughs> just keep dating. And with all those those four quadrants in mind and always show you know your respect and value to one another. 
We've really enjoyed having you on our show today and hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners. Let's take a minute to just tell our listeners where they can find you, any information about yourself, and then we'll say goodbye. Thanks. No, I enjoyed being on the show as well. Thanks for having me. I, I The easiest way is to go to my website. Again, it's EliteImageMakeovers.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Seltzer Kimberly or on Facebook, Kimberly Seltzer. And... Um, yeah, I have all kinds of services, you know, and I work with people, even though I'm based here in LA, I have all kinds of services that reach people all over the country. Um, but for the listeners here, if anyone gets in touch with me, I am going to offer a special virtual makeover for couples. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And so it's almost kind of getting like a two for one. Um, Cause normally I do an, an hour Skype session with, you know, one person for 200 $50. But if you guys call me, I will do it for 300 for both of you. Because wow, what I great. found is that when I go to people's closets, like I said before, I'll start with a woman. And then all of a sudden, the man is like, well, can I have my closet done too? <laughs> so what's cool about the virtual thing is that I do a whole closet audit. Like you, you guys can literally take me into your closet with your computer and we can kind of say yay or nay and we can do it as a couple as a fun thing, or I could even do it separately, like half hour each. So that would, I think, be really fun because it's also a way to get feedback from one another. You know how, Sarah, you were asking, well, how do you know when you need an update? What a great way mm-hmm. to know because your partner is going to tell you right there. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's safer for him to do it in a, in a setting like that. So. Absolutely. And it's something that you can put on your calendar. They can look forward to and, yeah. uh, you know, something they can do together. You can make it a date. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to call you back and uh, take you up on that special, maybe. Oh, my God, please <laughs> do. I would, I'd love it. Yes. Well, our listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab, and you'll be right there in the archives. And again, Kimberly, want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show today and for all your generous knowledge. We thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thanks, Kimberly. Bye. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love?